Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about Trials of Osiris returning. It's almost been completely confirmed at this point. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my live channel. Usually these hit the feeds when I'm live, so if you want to come in and take part of the discussions, you can. If you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, the little bell button, all those things. Appreciate all the comments and all the all the kind words lately. You guys have been awesome. A lot of cool things happening, and then this happened. It kind of happened on a bit of a dud of a day. There was like maintenance and then there was extended maintenance. They fixed it. They rolled back everything. We lost currency and stuff, but they did fix it. And during that, there was a, a, a very reputable data mine that came out that is really, really pointing toward Trials of Osiris landing next season. I have on my screen another sort of internal leak in the game that happens by accident about something that's on the way that will be happening this season, a quest. So we're going to talk through this. We're going to talk what exactly emerged. What's it say? Where did it come from? What, what What's the language being used? We do even have the name of the next season. Then we're going to talk about what needs to happen. I believe there's a handful of things that need to happen between now and the launch of Trials. And if these things don't happen, it could lead to uh, a pretty poor launch for Trials of Osiris. <clears throat> and then I want to talk about how Trials of Osiris needs to be a capstone. It needs to be a capstone and not the savior of PvP, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that. So first, what emerged? Let me just read to you the text that emerged from the Twitter... Fu- the Twitter name is Ginzor KR or Ginzer. It's basically spelled like the word Jin and then S-O-R-K-R. Ginzer KR. And he pulls this out. Apparently, this is a reliable and, and, and reputable uh, data miner. This is something that he does. And yesterday's update put this in the game. This is the text. With the restoration of the lighthouse complete, Trials of Osiris and more will return in Season of the Worthy. Season of the Worthy. Now, this pairs with something that people can see in the game right now if it glitches out and shows you. On screen right now, we have a quest called Worthy, and it says, Complete the Empyrean Restorer Triumph, and then it says, Provide tremendous support toward the restoration effort and rekindle the lighthouse to usher in a new age of guardians. And in both of these cases, lighthouse is capitalized. So obviously, this is this is a clear, I would say, confirmation with what he's data mined. I don't think he's misleading the, the, the community in debating us it does seem to line up with a lot of the predictions we were making i thought it could land in january and then the further we got to january and the more the cheating rose it was like okay this is probably getting bumped in next season and we started piecing together and thinking through like well it'll probably be uh, a part of the empyrean foundation because saint says something about it being a we have to create a beacon for, for people to look at. And Paul Tassie started saying, if we're going to create a beacon, that sounds like a lighthouse to me. This could be us building and, and ushering in trials through the Empyrean Foundation. So Paul Tassie was basically right on the money. And we were kind of close. We, we had hinted at maybe thinking that that might be it. And then he threw out more of a specific prediction and basically hit a bullseye. So the Empyrean Foundation is going to be happening basically a week from now. Um, you know, next week, and we'll be donating our Fractaline or Fractaline or however you say it, and that's going to be basically a story transition. I believe that's going to serve as the activity transition into next season, kind of the way they use the Undying Mind. It was a bit of a dud, but it served as a story transition into the next season. It, it provoked a conversation at the beginning of this season between Ikora and Osiris, which brought us to him, which started a conversation about, you know, saving Saint-14 and the Sundial. So, this is exciting, and I know people are going to be kind of split on this. Yay, and who the heck cares? You know, and even within the camp, it's like, yay, I think there's concerns. So let's talk about what needs to happen. 
at a ground level priority number one this cannot be stated too harshly or strongly you cannot overstate this they need anti-cheat before trials of osiris can really really launch it would be completely sullied by the cheating that's presently happening especially when you create an environment that is highly competitive with unique rewards and the need to go flawless the cheating would probably dramatically increase for the pc users anti-cheat is a current problem keep this in mind i'm not saying anti-cheat needs to come for trials anti-cheat needs to come Period. If you are going to be trying to improve the PvP experience right now, you simply cannot have a free-to-play game with a PvP environment without anti-cheat. It is not a possibility. The game will not flourish without anti-cheat. It is a requirement at this point, and I hope Bungie can spend February attempting to either implement or launch some form of anti-cheat to give people confidence in Season of the Worthy, because that is when you know Trials is launching. Other things need to be done as well. Anti-cheat is like a given. There's... <laughs> Anti-cheat's a given. We don't even really need to debate that. Other things need to happen as well. There need to be preventative measures to ensure low-rung cheaters are stopped. Even if you run anti-cheat, there's going to be people to get through. There's going to be people to get past it. You know, anti-cheat needs to be updated. Uh, there's also people DDoSing. The low-rung cheaters, the people that are doing DDoSing and all that, there need to be preventative measures put in place. So if someone gets banned, it's really hard to just jump back in and play. I believe a paywall and a, and a, and a power level should be in the way, as well as well as quest time-gated things they would have to do. So, make them rebuy the season. Make them grind the 950. Make them go through a two-week quest. Make it difficult for people to jump back in. DDoSing will happen. It's a peer-to-peer game. We know that will happen. If people are getting banned for it and trying to jump back in and struggling to quickly jump back in, the lion's share... The lion's share of what you're going to deal with are people that are doing recoveries and are having, like, backup accounts. That's a small minority, I would say, in the community. I know you're going to run into it, and it's going to be frustrating, and Bungie's going to probably do the best they can. But you can't prevent DDoSing in a peer-to-peer game, but harsh treatment of those that do. I would also hope that between now and Trials launching, Bungie comes up with a way to catch these people quicker. If you win a handful of games four or five in a row and the other team's disconnecting, you should immediately be put into a probationary period of like, all right, hang on a second. This is this is fishy. We're going to put you on a 12-hour probation or 24-hour so we can investigate. If you're winning multiple games in a row and the other team's disconnecting, that needs to be investigated almost immediately. I don't know if they have the ability to do this. I don't know if it's technologically possible. But to me, the biggest concern would be that somebody's doing a recovery they ddos you all the way to the lighthouse and then you get your account back and then they do it for somebody else and if they're running hardware spoofing and and vpns you're not going to catch these people it's always going to be oh this guy had a fishy trials card well and this guy over here had one but then that was kind of the end of it right that that was the end of it it's like well how are you going to stop them they got one fishy trials card and then the rest of their games seem normal I would say, I would really, really say there's got to be a way to, and and if somebody were to, to get a false probation would be frustrating, but if you win five or six games in a row and all of those, all of those games have folks on the other side disconnecting, that is fishy as frick. Like that should automatically be setting off alarms for investigations and people getting put into a probation because you're not even banning them. You're keeping them from playing like you just won five games in a row and every team disconnected. Okay, you're on a 24-hour probation. We got to investigate your account. This doesn't seem normal. And if you discover they're dosing, 
permanently ban them because if you're paying for recovery and your account gets banned and you lose all your stuff that's going to sting and you're not going to recover from that as quickly the guy selling the recoveries is going to start to lose business if everybody's doing it for is getting banned if it, if it becomes normative that anybody doing this gets their account quickly banned the recovery guys are going to lose out on their business the cheating recovery guys are going to lose out on their business and they're not going to be able to do it anymore Ultimately, we don't know if that's possible. So, anti-cheat, preventative measures, and quicker investigations, probationary periods, and bans for those that DOS is basically our only option at this point to keep things kind of wrangled and under control. Also, what needs to happen before Trials comes back? The rest of PvP cannot be ignored. You can't ignore the rest of PvP. The problems with skill-based matchmaking, the problems with team balancing. We have way too many hoppers in the game right now. Nine hoppers when Iron Banner is here. It's unbelievable how many places you can choose to go and hang your hat in Crucible, and they've got to figure that out. They've got to figure out an incentive to grind. Trials is only on the weekend. you got to give people a reason to grind day-to-day and week-to-week. This season failed to deliver that. And they need to figure out a way to give you a reason to grind for high glory and give you a reason to play week to week and day to day. So let's end by saying a capstone. Trials will not be the savior of PvP, but it could be a really, really good capstone, really good aspirational environment, really good uh, sort of weekend activity to bring back what we used to have, but it will not be the savior of PvP. PvP needs other significant quality of life improvements. I talked about that in my State of the PvP, uh, State of the Crucible video, where I believe that True Vanguard highlighted good things, but ultimately he highlighted things that are symptoms of a vacant and sort of abandoned Crucible. I'm not saying Bungie's abandoned it, but that's the way it feels when there's no ritual grind, there's no reason to play day-to-day, week-to-week. It feels like there's nothing really going on. I do believe when they said renewed focus, they're doing that. They are trying to lay foundation, but laying foundation is slow, and that rudder turn does not feel like a lot of qualities landing in the game right now, and Crucible cannot be ignored or saved by trials. You can't just ignore it and launch trials and you can't save it with trials. Trials is intrinsically not for everyone and it's limited to the weekends. So you gotta consider everybody else that plays Crucible and is either not interested in trials or again, it's only on the weekends. What are you gonna do the rest of the week? Also, lastly, aspirational content and aspirational rewards rewards are still in need of, of an evolution. Aspirational rewards in raids and other places like the Dungeon and Legend Sundial and, and even now Trials on the Horizon. Bungie has to figure out what they want to do with aspirational reward content because for, for now and up to now, it hasn't been that impressive. Most of the aspirational content doesn't have rewards that seem in line with like endgame challenging environments. So... Uh, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you enjoy this content, you can always click all the buttons below or come and watch me at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer that followed my talk about Trials of Osiris returning. There was some uh, data mine stuff that pretty much confirms it will be coming next season. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me at SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you right to my live channel, and we're going to jump right into the questions. we got a lot of them here, so buckle up. BCB says, If they require you to have completed the Obelisk rank up in Empyrean Restoration in order to compete in Trials, wouldn't that meet your anti-cheat paywall quest step? Now, this this would. This would. And if you may have, you may have submitted this question before I got to this in the talk, the real dilemma here 
is this is a great hurdle for all of your low level cheaters because if they get banned and want to jump back in they might have zero desire to do all that all four obelisks you know 950 even maybe a couple week quest from saint just to as a big giant gatekeep to keep people out okay that's great for the low rung anybody that ascends higher than that and is either doing recoveries or they, they've got they, they could they could do this and have backup accounts all the time they, they cheat on the weekends and trials and then they have backup accounts that they're grinding during the week now that's a full-time commitment if you really stack up the requirements to jump back in the the real thing would then be just people paying for recoveries you know i've got it all done here play on my account and then would that person get caught? Maybe not. If they've got a fishy trials card and that's it, and they have a, a spotless record and then one weird trials card, they, they'll probably get away with it. So it, it happens in tiers. That's why anti-cheat just needs to be in place. It makes a lot of this a whole lot more simplified. Then all you got to deal with is the dossers, um, the people that are knocking folks offline. And I believe that there could be, there should be, I don't know if they're able to do this, but there should be internal mechanisms to detect this kind of stuff. So, rain dance. Do you think it's vital? It's a vital need to have a Titan bubble for endgame activities. Any tips for Titans? It's not vital. No, it's certainly awesome. I don't know why. If you're going into end endgame environments where you need survivability or damage, the Titan bubble is an answer to both of those issues. I we we need it. We need some survivability in here. Or oh, we need some. You know, we need we need some other uh, uh, some more uh, some more damage. It's great for that. Outside of that, the Titan doesn't have a whole lot made for endgame content. His solar supers aren't really good for endgame stuff. I mean, there were some weird builds that came out, but all that's been patched. And his arc builds, again, are just not built for endgame content. I love running Code of the Missile and doing Ballistic Slam all day with Skullfort, and I really like that they made his super, uh, the Code of the Missile super, stronger, but it just, it, it, his his Titan bubble build is basically the endgame build. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of the way that it goes. And it's good that he has an endgame build, because for a while, all he had was Melting Point. He wasn't that helpful in endgame stuff. Um, Flame says your anti-cheat idea doesn't work for people who are abusing the matchmaking and just trading win streaks to get flawless cards, which happen in all in D2 trials. Right. I, that's another thing where, as I said in the talk, I said a lot, maybe you weren't here, Flame. I said there's, there's got to put a lot of preventative measures in there to keep people from doing stuff like that. I said, you know, the rest of PvP cannot be ignored, so you kind of have to take my trials video and my, my, the state of PvP video together. Bungie doesn't need to just do anti-cheat. They also need to put preventative measures in from people abusing stuff like that. Whether they're win trading or they're constantly backing out of main matchmaking because they don't want to match full teams. That's that's not even trials oriented. Like so in this talk I said they can't ignore the rest of Crucible and just here's trials or well we launched anti-cheat and trials at the same time. Why is everybody complaining? It, it, trials isn't the savior of PVP and it's not the only thing PVP needs. PVP needs a lot of other things. Uh, done to it and the preventative measures that I outlined in the in the state of crucible video basically touch on that they've they've got to do some things to keep people from you know if if it's viewed as being pretty harmful and painful to other players experiences to ignore objectives and just go for kills to extend playtime I used to do that in call of duty in headquarters and team defender we would intentionally avoid the objective so the game would last for you know 15 minutes instead of seven minutes because it's over really quickly if you're doubling your score with the headquarters or the flag and if people are doing those sorts of things now then bungie could put in preventative measures like it could be related to kill count you know 
they could put some if clauses in there. If objective, you know, is is being ignored, but you know, kill count is hitting an absurd level of disparity between one team and another. Mercy, like they're avoiding the mercy by avoiding the objective, and they're just running over people. Well, I mean, it's hard to get mad at people for that. I mean, getting lots of kills and going on big kill streaks is fun. But if it's at the if it's at the suffrage of other people to be like, man, this this playlist sucks. They're just extending game time so they can have fun. Bungie can put in preventative things to make it so that's not possible. We talked about that in the state of the crucible video. You got to prevent certain behaviors and incentivize different ones. So they can put in preventative things like that. But they also need to incentivize different behavior. Like, where's the ranked and unranked playlist? Where's a reason to grind ranked? Where's a daily and weekly, monthly ritualistic grind? Like, where are those things? There's none of that. So, people get bored, and they they tend to cannibalize the game. Not on purpose as like a vindictive and mean person, but they're just like, I just want to care about... All I care about is wins right now. And when you whittle down the care of a player to one single thing, which is winning, it really turns into a sour experience for everybody involved. Even the people that you could say are quote-unquote cannibalizing the game... I don't know if they're having that much fun. I mean, that's not, that gets boring, you know? You're not grinding for anything. There's no sense of progress. There's no sense of reward. It's just abusing the snot out of lower skilled players because you're stacking and you're backing out anytime a stack gets thrown against you. You're running the playlist where there's no, where there's no skill-based matchmaking. That's on Bungie, you know? So I don't think people are having that great of a time anyway. (laughs) It's like, they're, they, Bungie needs to do more. Trials is a capstone it is not an all-encompassing solution. It needs to be like on top of a very good and healthy crucible. Because the crucible numbers are, are going to continue to dwindle and trials isn't going to change that. It'll certainly create intrigue and interest and have a rise, but it's not going to be like a sustaining thing if the core of crucible is, is, in, is in bad shape. <clears throat> I thought it was free. Will Lono play trials until uh, he goes flawless? I, I, I will more than likely play with people that are willing to to help me out there's streamers and stuff we could create some fun content uh grenader jake indicated he'd be willing to take me there's plenty of other people like lumi that have said they want to play with me i would love to bring back uh you know tipsy tuesday with trav we could do tipsy trials with trav that'd be fun to just be drinking and probably not winning (laughs) there's a lot we could do with other content creators i'm launching stuff in march myself um, some pretty big projects that could one of the pieces of the project could play well with trials, but we'll have to just kind of wait and see. Um, I would love to do some, you know, some casting and to and to make people look good. You know, that could be fun. Uh, Maelstrom, seeing as trials is returning, could faction rallies be as well? Really hoping that that's not locked behind a paywall. Um, well, you would want faction rally locked behind a paywall because you would want new stuff. If it's not locked behind a paywall, it would all be reskins, which I suppose could be good because all those weapons were, you know, were, were cool and dope and some of them were pretty unique and they were all static rolls. So, like, I would, I would say you'd, you'd want to, you'd want to potentially say, no, put it behind a paywall so it's part of the seasonal ritual and it's new stuff. Uh, but if they treat it like Iron Banner and it's another free thing, then it would likely be a lot of reskins, which I'm not opposed to that, but I think that would be a little bit less exciting. Now, I hope you're right, by the way, because it says and more in the text that we read. You know, the it says Trials of Osiris and more will return in Season of the Worthy. People are like, what about SRL? I'm like, dude, with love in my heart, can we just shut up about SRL? <laughs> Like, I don't want to be mean, but can we just shut up about SRL? SRL is not a good seasonal, rhythmic, like, hobbyist grind content piece. Faction Rally 
could bring back the factions do something with factions do not bring back SRL we don't need bandwidth or time or data space taken up in the game for SRL we don't I love you and I love that people love SRL but no that's not what we need right now (laughs) I know people liked it I do you know but I just I don't think that's what the game needs we need we need a destiny content loop not a giant circle with you know pretty pretty outfits i just i'm sorry i know i know people liked it i do but i just don't think it's needed <laughs> all right i'm i'm trying to be jovial about it because i really do want to tell people just to shut up about it so uh silent death do you think that trials will return before the end of the season at this point or will it be a selling point of season 10 It's going to be next season i mean the text clearly states it's coming with season of the of the worthy it's not going to land this season so my initial predictions were that there was a giant gap in january and i was like it could land there it could the closer we got to january and the more the cheating started to rise i was like yeah there's no way it's coming it's, it's gonna it's gonna be later and then once we thought it was gonna be later a lot of us started looking at the language from saint 14 about building a beacon and then empyrean foundation and a lot of our our hunches and our our thoughts ended up being correct Paul Tassie's the one that nailed the bullseye on this one. He's like, well, Imperian Foundation, we're going to rebuild trials. <laughs> like, And it's seemingly to be right on the money from everything we see from the text. Uh, CWG. Do you think the current sandbox is trials ready? Do you think there should be a weapon or armor restriction in trials to make it seem balanced? I'm going to take the second half of your question first. Armor and weapon restrictions in trials, no, never. That's not what we want in Destiny. It's a loot pursuit game. Curated or restricted loadouts is not, is never, doesn't have a place in this game. It doesn't. It, it, you want to do your sweats, tournaments, and you want to restrict certain things, that's totally fine. Those guys do some amazing things, and it's cool when they really break things down and restrict certain things that throw off what they consider to be balance, and then you get to see some really cool gameplay. But no limited loadouts for armor and weapon restrictions and trials would be a mistake and people would not like it because some would celebrate yay get that blank out of here you know whatever the blank is just fill in the blank get that blank out of here and then somebody else is like i like that (laughs) like i like using that you know it would it wouldn't it wouldn't go over well now the, the first half of your question is the current sandbox trials ready i kind of feel that past sandboxes were more slanted to particular play styles and particular weapons and builds and trials did just fine um so now i think instead of having a really narrow meta where you have to run a certain weapon or build or exotic to feel like you can compete i feel like there are a lot of there are a lot of low entry point weapons that are easy to use and that frustrates people by and large when you go into a trials environment and a team is stacked to the rafters with skill a lot of those weapons and things fall by the wayside the game is more thinned out it's not as chaotic it's more about map control winning your ones landing good shots collapsing etc and so some of those low skill entry point entry point you know builds and stuff they're going to struggle a little bit they're going to struggle a little bit in a 3v3 environment because the game is slower it's more tactical I don't think it's going to be as bad as everybody's saying. When you're in a 6v6 environment, sure, shoulder charge and, and, and Lord of Wolves and a rental and all those things, they get way more traction in those environments. You go into a more highly competitive, more stripped down, more slowed down game style, and some of those things are going to struggle. That doesn't mean the sandbox is perfectly balanced. What that means is we've always kind of had an imbalanced sandbox, and there seems to be a lot of options right now. People tend to hate those options and rage against those options because... 
you know, I guess everyone's build is cheese and yours is the paragon and the pure one. I, that, that, that gets old too. It's like, come on, man. Every, everybody's, everybody's a cheesy, like, crutch player except for you. Like, that narrative gets freaking old. Um, so by and large, I think that the sandbox is, it's not perfect, but I think it's acceptable. I think it'll get, it'll do, do its job. Um, I think it'll do its job. And I think the bigger concerns are cheating and dosing. I think the sandbox has always been here, then there, then here, then there. And try, and people played trials anyway. Um, true Vanguard is already doing a restriction tournament. People are super upset about it, but he says that they have a lot of teams signed up for it. Like, Anytime you restrict loadouts for a tournament, people are going to be like, oh, I really liked that. I think the difference between what Ryan is doing and what the sweats do is the sweats generally have an agreement. There's a debate. There's a back and forth about certain things that are are broken or game flow breaking or whatever. and, And they sort of have like a meeting of the minds. Ryan is sort of being like, these things are just like what's the one that everybody got really upset about the uh, spare rations he's just like spare rations is absurd you know amosis is insane i don't know what else he's outlawed but i know spare rations got outlawed and that's where a lot of people are like now wait a minute that's a hand cannon like why his argument is though all the amosis is so high on it we, we, it would be better to go with something that has less amosis and requires a little bit more skill he talks about that in his video where you know the amosis is so high on spare rations it's registering misses his hits so um I would I would say it's his tournament. He can do it every once. He could outlaw he could outlaw you know pulse rifles if he wants. <laughs> but it's it's up to him. He can do it. He can do it every once. It's, it's his tournament. I just think the sweats are maybe uh, pushing back a little bit more on what he's what he's doing because their version of a tournament would look much different, and they do a little bit more of a meeting of the minds. His is more of a. This is what I think. Well, I don't want to misspeak here. Ryan may have spoken with people and and had debates and back and forth. It does come across. It does seem this way. This might not be an accurate um, viewpoint, but it seems like it's more of just like, well, that's what he thinks kind of a thing. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's how he came to the conclusions that he came to, but ultimately, if he's spearheading it, that's what people are going to think. So... Um, we've missed some subs here. Official headshot was seven months. A brand new prime sub from Pufferfish. A brand new sub from L Lars. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and ad-free viewing. Sorry, guys, when I'm in this scene, I don't have uh, alerts on. Thank you for those brand new subs. Uh, you guys will not see ads as subs. 34 months from First Blood, getting close to three years. Um, they ban assault mag on aggressive shotties in tournaments. The PvP scene in this game is bizarre. Yeah, they... I think it's because there's just there's certain builds and play styles that they sniff out because they play at a level that we just don't, and so they try to curb some of those edges down. is is more than likely what what that is. Dunk, uh, Dunk Man Mark, with the trials leak. Do you think the community figuring out the corridor puzzle so quick it rattled Bungie's to do list and now they're scrambling? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I am curious. I am curious why they did what they did. There didn't seem to be a rush and an impetus for removing corridors of time and pushing out this patch. Um, maybe in their mind, they wanted to do it this week to, like, as Dylan said on Twitter, to let the, let the dust settle, as it were. Because if they do it next week, everybody's going to come into the game next week and be like, yes, Empyrean Foundation. 
let's go oh what the frick so more than likely that's probably why they prioritize this week over next week that's kind of a dead week bastion showed up early since it's a dead week let's do this maintenance let's do this thing it might be shaky we might have some problems let's do it when there's nothing happening that's that's likely to be a factor in their decision making because next week folks are going to be like what's Empyrean Foundation let's go they could also use this week to roll out what feels like placeholders for Empyrean Foundation that led to data mines that led to excitement which will make people you know really want to tune in and play next week so it's likely got a lot of things that, that led to the, the, the conclusion and the decision I mean Young Raccoon, do you think there will be Trials-exclusive maps or the introduction of new maps Crucible in general when Trials is introduced? I think they're going to have a small map pool, and if they don't, that's a mistake. I think a lot of the maps would be terrible for 3v3 Trials. Um, some of the maps would... You could you could consult with greater minds than me, and I bet you a lot of the high-skilled PvP guys would point to a handful of maps that are super imbalanced for a game like Trials because there's better spawns and worse spawns. Even if you rotate them, it could come down to luck of who ends up on the good spawn on the last round or whatever the frick, and then the control point, wherever they put that, if they're going to go with that that version again. So I would say they'd want to limit it to some of the best maps that work really, really well for Trials. Likely that's what they would do. Um, you know, some of the more famous ones like Widow's Court, stuff like that. I don't know if that one is a good Trials map or not, but I know people like it. It was exciting when it brought it back. So I would say, it's it, since it's on the weekends, and since there's, you know, three months in a season, that's 12 maps. So, well, you don't even need 12 maps. You could do six. And each map shows up twice. You know, once at the beginning of the season, once at the, you know, halfway mark. And that just kind of rolls through them all. You would only you only need five or six maps, honestly. Um, symmetrical maps work the best. Yeah, you want nice, balanced, symmetrical maps. So then it's all about decision-making, lane lane control, uh, pressuring with flanks if need be, getting, getting, getting a knock. Knock? <laughs> Where are you playing? Fortnite? Getting a, getting a pick and collapsing. Like, those types of decisions. That's the intensity that I miss. I loved watching Trials. I liked playing it once I was on teams that... that could kind of like allow me to hold my own you got to play with some pretty strong players if you want to if you're a, if you're more of an average player like me um i did i liked it there was just something about that that intensity that oh they're doing this oh they're running this we got to do something different we got to go over here we got to be patient we got to push whatever um most of the time i died in trials it was like i knew it was my fault you know i overextended i shouldn't have done that i pushed um i got greedy i you know fill in the blank i choked i missed um I did. I enjoyed. I really did. I liked. Well, I loved watching trials. I loved watching Crafty. Um, he was my. He's. He was my favorite streamer. He was my favorite streamer back then. He was the one I would watch. I'd. I'd it was in the in the evenings. I'd be working on stuff and I'd put on Jesse and I just loved it. The first time I watched him win a three v one, it was like I had never seen anything like that before in my life, and it blew my mind how often he ran away. I had played Call of Duty for ten years. Call of Duty, the time to kill is like milliseconds. So you just commit to every fight. You just hold trigger and, and, and meat shield and hope you don't die. <laughs> you you engage and commit to every fight in Call of Duty. You know, that, that was just how I always played. And watching him miss a shot and realize he needed to run and run to recover and slide and move and bob and weave and he would evade and, uh, and abandon and run from fights so much. 
and I was just like, what the frick is he doing? And then I realized he is forcing them to go where he wants. And man, he'd go, he'd go, he'd run and he'd spin and he'd wait and he'd hit that headshot. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then he knew, he knew now I'm in control. Now I can wait. Now I can watch. Oh, it was like watching someone sculpt. It was so fun to watch guys like crafty play play down like they they, they they were they were the last one alive and Jesse was an artist at it he was so good at forcing them to go where he wanted and when you don't play at that level and you see someone play at that level it blew my mind I wasn't I was was never really um I never really played any PvP in Destiny. I wasn't a big fan of it. So it was thrilling to watch him play. And his and his attitude and his vibe, I think, helps. Like, he's just, he's really, really funny. I remember somebody getting a big Nova double kill on Burning Shrine and him being like, oh, because he was dead and he was spectating. And he was like, you got this, dude. And the guy won the round with a double Nova on somebody. He, like, went back in the corner and, like, nailed a double Nova. And he basically started telling the guy how big his, uh... <laughs> how big his thing was i'm not gonna say it i'm gonna say brand safe and family friendly he's like you're so you 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 have such a (laughs) i forget he just started praising his manhood i loved it i was like this is great it was so fun watching him take um you know you get those young kids in there and you can hear it in their voice man they feel like they're stepping onto the basketball court with michael jordan you know it was those were special times man those were special times. I hope we can bring some of that back. Uh, I plan to help bring some of that back um, with some of the things I'm going to do. Bring some production. Bring some excitement that we've never had. It should be good. Uh, Brothers. Do you think there will be light level enabled PvP in Trials next season? I could see them doing that. It's an end game aspirational environment, so I could 100% see them doing that. They need to put a cap on it, though, um, so people that go artifact crazy uh, don't have an advantage on somebody who just kind of chills at 950. Um, so yeah, his stealth carries were good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a reason. Thoughts on trials facing the same issues season expansions have with one with the one percent. Lots of content for the overall community, but the one percent runs through it so fast. But that can't happen with trials. That cannot happen with trials, uh, because. The, the, the people that love trials love to carry their friends they love to carry people from LFG uh, they love to just run trials it's not like it's not the same right you don't get to the end of trials the way you do with other content like well I'm done with sundial my obelisks are maxed trials is rhythmic and and PvP mindset's just different you stay in the hopper you play all weekend uh, so I, I don't I don't think this is a this is a similar concern. So Roma Puma says, "Hey dude, just started watching you the last few days. I love your streams. Thank you. If you guys are new, a lot of new faces in the channel lately. Um, I was playing this morning, did some strikes and some bounties. I was talking, interacting, similar to this, and then we kind of downshift into SNTR presents and a talk and a Q and A where I don't really play because it, it goes smoother if I don't play. Uh, we do have a screenshot up of this thing that's happening to indicate you know trials is on the way back. If you enjoy the vibe, it's it, again it's like an interactive podcast. It's family friendly. You can have me on at work or with the kids around. Click the follow button." and turn on notifications that's a free way to support me i appreciate so many new folks being here uh the support lately has just been crazy i feel like i say that every week like it just keeps going we just keep trending we just have really really good trends recently like it's feeling good especially in a lull (laughs) we're having a lull in destiny and like the community's just rallying um i think i feel like sometimes we we dig in and rally uh when when content slows down for some reason it's kind of a weird thing um unwit says 
Do you think trials should have top tier rewards like Master Nightfalls or Nightmare Hunts? I said this at the end of my video. Bungie, zoom out now. Zoom out. Don't even look at trials. Bungie's got to figure out what they want to do with aspirational loot. The raid loot's not been impressive all of Destiny 2. You got a handful of guns and some exotics that are amazing. 90% of the raid loot's just kind of eh. That, that doesn't work for aspirational content. You can't do that with trials either. So aspirational content, whether it's the dungeon, master level, um, anything, or legend sundial, or, or trials, they gotta figure out their philosophy here. And I'm not saying it needs to be god tier, decimate the other team because you got the best gun, but there has to be something about aspirational loot being synchronistic with aspirational content. I'm not running a dungeon for garbage roll armor just because it's fully masterwork like that didn't make sense it was dissonant it was like okay, okay wait wait dungeons endgame dungeons tough and and i'm getting trash roll armor and oh it's it's fully masterwork great i can break it down for for prisms but so it's a material farm like i don't know it is ray luke considered pinnacle i wouldn't no no you get pinnacle drops but it's not pinnacle loot pinnacle gets kind of muddy because we had pinnacle guns Right, we had pinnacle guns like recluse and stuff, and now we have pinnacle drops. It's confusing. Pinnacles changed into rituals. So now when you say pinnacle, you could be referring to power. Okay, yeah, they're pinnacle drops. The guns themselves are not best in slot weapons. They are not pinnacle in quality. If that you know what I'm saying? Um it's pinnacle and it's power level so it gets a little muddy i wish they wouldn't have done that they they muddied the waters by using the same word in two different environments it was like pinnacle weapons like the recluse and the mountaintop and they're like well we're retiring pinnacle weapons they're now ritual weapons and they're like oh we're gonna borrow that pinnacle word now we're gonna slap it onto the power grind and it just causes some confusion uh in terminology so at a zoom out like thirty thousand feet philosophy level global game philosophy Bungie has to decide what are we going to do with aspirational content rewards because they haven't been they haven't been where they should be up to now and I call it the Genesis chain effect. We need a Genesis chain effect. The Genesis chain auto rifle was not best in class, not a god killer. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the best primary in the game, but it was unique which made it cool and fun to use. You couldn't get that gun that gun type and that perk synergy anywhere else focus firefly brand new perk idea so they could do similar things with raid loot and trials loot genesis chain effect just write that on a dry erase board somewhere and say how can we make weapons that are like the genesis chain they're unique you can't get them anywhere else and they get the job done genesis chain wasn't the best gun ever but it got the job done it was fun to use pvp gets a little bit more touchy because you can't be like, hey, here's your reward for trials. It's a mediocre legendary, but it's unique. It like it kind of has to hit two things. Like unique, can't, can't get a gun like this anywhere else. And it does a good job. It's got good rolls on it. It kind of has to land in a, in a mid lane of not God, but good. People need to accept the fact that like everything can't be a god roll, everything can't be god tier. It can be unique and good, and therefore a worthy reward of aspirational content. We presently don't really have that. Most of the guns you can get, 90% of the raid guns you can get in Destiny 2, they have their equal somewhere else in the game. You don't have to run the raid to get them, so they don't make sense as aspirational loot pools. It's hard to go flawless and it is complete a raid, so the loot's not sick, it's going to be disappointing. Well, that's the other thing too. They have to be careful. 
flame is is not wrong it's a lot harder to go flawless than it is to run a raid because if you wipe you just keep going if you lose and don't go flawless in trials you literally have to start over imagine dying in like the last encounter in the raid and being like gotta start all the way over like imagine extinguish in a raid it'd be awful that's essentially what trials is right it's extending it's extinguish you didn't go flawless go back to the beginning so he's not wrong but you got to be careful you can't be like this one small slice section of the game that appeals to not it doesn't even appeal to the pve crowd has some of the best weapons in the game it's such a hard position to be in they have to create good incentive but if the incentive is way too good then it feels odd it's like wait a minute like what yeah well yeah the last wish challenge that's true the um the petra's petra's run that's true but that again you don't have to do that you don't fail the raid you fail to get that challenge you you can't go flawless if you if you lose now obviously if they bring back the mercy boon you can you can lose one time um but i would say they need to bring back the mercy boon personally bring back the mercy boon Uh, you the 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 one free win and two wins on your first win so you start your trials card on your very first win with three i don't know if that needs to come back i think that was nice i think people like that as a nice you know nice kickstart to your card um and obviously if you burn the mercy right away you just reset the card um i don't know i I would definitely say though mercy boon would want to come people would probably want to see that come back Iranian instinct with trials do you think that the toxic builds will ruin it toxic builds meaning one-eyed mask a rental or shotgun handheld nova warlock throwing knife dodge shotgun hunter um the the grand irony here is I think calling other people's builds and way of playing toxic I actually think that is toxic labeling stuff that's in the game as toxic I believe is toxic um I took issue with the one time that you know um triple rec used the language somebody abusing uh recluse recluse and one-eyed mask i was like abusing what do you mean you mean using the gun um abuse is a strong word abuse indicates mistreatment (laughs) it's in the game you know what i'm saying um so to call it toxic i think ironically is toxic (laughs) people can play however the frick they want um, if they're not cheating, if they're not manipulating net code or, or trying to DOS or, you know what I'm saying? It's fine. Um, so I will. Okay. So let's just get to the question here. Will it ruin it? Probably not. I kind of already answered this question. I, I really don't think so. I do not think that it'll ruin it. I think in general, um, it'll be. It'll be like Trials wasn't D1. There's meta, there's things that are strong, there's things that are weak, and those things will, you know, show up. I also said that I think a lot of the things you're talking about here, um, like a rental and shotgun, shotgun hunter. Now, handheld supernova might need addressed before next season, but because if you remember firebolt grenades, remember the hell they caused in Trials, but handheld supernova probably needs a dress before next season I will admit that I always kind of forget about that one because I start thinking about guns I would say some of the builds that are really frustrating now will struggle to get their footing in trials because it's more stripped down it's more strategic you can't just go charging in like an idiot with a shotgun or shoulder charge you kind of can't do that now against a bad team sure but they're a bad team so it doesn't really matter they're not going to stop you no matter what you do if they're a bad team 6v6 adds a lot of chaos and the map's kind of moving and there's a, there's a lot more positions where you get flanked or pinched or whatever. 
Trials is, is, is more tactical, it's more slow, it's more methodical, and so I don't think a lot of the broken or annoying or, or frustrating builds, I don't think they'll be as annoying in Trials. I do think handheld supernova needs address because it's like firebolt grenades. It's just, it's too strong. It's too, that's kind of like almost immediate map control. You blow somebody back off a corner or kill them. That's such an easy pick. That kind of map control with handheld supernova is going to be annoying. Um, and firebolts were the same way in D1 before they got nerfed. It was just so strong. It really threw off map balance because you could hit somebody on a corner and get them so weak or kill them. Uh, it really threw off the flow of, of maps and and who had the str- who had the, the ability to push and who didn't. <clears throat> Controversy needs address, not handheld supernova. I don't know if that's the that's the case though, Eugene, because when we've had hi- historically, when you have really really strong grenades, it creates an over an overemphasis of map control and lane and choke point control that becomes very frustrating uh, and throws off like the rhythm. I'm, people are always like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But in general, you know, the the Shinobu skip grenade, same thing. Yes, it the strength of a grenade can be problematic, um, especially in a three v three environment. Getting an easy pick or getting somebody down to literally a breath of health, you you sneeze on them. That kind of power um, is you know needs address. Firebolts were a problem because of Viking funeral. Oh, that's right. They nerfed Viking Funeral, not Firebolts, because Viking Funeral was nerfed for a while, and then it came back and was really strong, and that's why I used it in Wrath of the Machine. I forgot about that. That is true. Um, in general, though, you do have to be careful whether or not they address handheld directly or indirectly, right? They address Firebolts indirectly through Viking Funeral. Whatever they do, I would say the strength of some of these grenade builds needs addressed because of because of their their ability to you got to think about it it's round based elimination you get like one pick is the starter pistol for so much and 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 if a grenade can be that starter pistol for so many rounds and so many maps like it's just that has to be addressed um i think that would be I, I, you get into gun balancing decisions and all of that, and you kind of have to let the dust settle. Because as I said, I think some of the more aggressive, more frustrating builds right now, or, oh, lane camping with pulse rifles, or Jotun, yeah, you're probably not going to see that in Trials get a lot of traction. Some maps, maybe, if there's imbalanced spawns, which again is why they would need to select the right maps. So like, lane camp, hand-holding, pulse rifle, you know, meta, wouldn't become a thing. It, it, the 4v4 choke point heavy lane heavy trials of the nine that's all you did it was just mita just team shot mita you'd peek around the corner and be like crack 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 that that you know that clack 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 sound from mita would start going off you know and you were dead within seconds so i i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about the the weapons or oh it's toxic if you use these weapons it's not toxic it, it's these are things in the game it, are we going to try and pretend that for five years, that's not what everybody's done almost all of the dadgum time. What's the strongest build? Okay, running it. Did you not use your your Hail Mary Hail Mary length melee on the Warlock in D1? That thing punched into the future. It was unbelievable. Like the melee, the melee on Warlocks in D1 was absurd. Everybody did it. Everybody ran shotguns. You know, everybody ran stickies. Like it. That's now there were a few people like there were a few purists 
you know, there are a few purists like Crafty that would stick to his build no matter what, but in general, the lion's share of the community is like, what's strong I'm using it? Ah, uh, freaking Lord of Wolves, I hate Lord of Wolves, and they're using Lord of Wolves. I, this isn't unique to Destiny, by the way. So now everybody does, oh, it's freaking campers, and then they're camping when they get the, they get control of the map. <laughs> It's not camping, it's a strategy when I do it. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, sure. So, more than likely, that's going to be an an ever-present dialogue. And that's why I don't think it's helpful to call certain things toxic. So, what you're basically saying is, the lion's share of the community is toxic, because for the, for the, the... the length of time that this game has been out (laughs) it doesn't people do they run the meta they run what's strong and to call them toxic or to say they're abusing something i just think that's unhelpful it's more on bungie the onus is on bungie if there's something that is super super strong or broken or whatever you got to go to bungie and say look this guy's running this build it's crazy you know people running the whatever it was the there was that build last season with the arc melee on the artifact and, and people took issue with that, and they would get really mad at people for running it. It's like, well, Bungie put that in the dadgum game. What are you getting mad at people for using it for? <laughs> uh, Eknor. Because Trials will be the PvP endgame, do you think it's necessary to update the loot with new armor and weapons every season, or will Bungie just do a single ritual weapon like Iron Banner and Crucible? Oh, I got news for you. There's no way they're going to be like, here's one weapon for Trials. Um, there's no way. Um... It, it just people were saying oh should they bring back the old armor and the old weapons I would think they could do that for the second time trials is here hey you know people were you know people really miss those 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 those, those early vanilla armor sets we're gonna bring them back we're gonna bring back some of the weapons too throw random rolls on them but I would think for your launch of trials, Everything needs to be new. New armor, new armor aesthetic, new guns, new gun aesthetic. Because it's going to be Trials of Osiris and not Trials of the Nine. So all the artwork needs to change. All of the all of the emblems, all of the all of the thematic aesthetic feel and look needs to change. So it would need to be that way. Now, if you want to have like a bring back or ornament, maybe have the vanilla the vanilla trial stuff be unlockable as ornaments or something. That could be cool too. But I would I would definitely say. It'd be a really good idea to do new. If they bring back armor sets from D1, I would think most Trials players would be like, yes, oh, I love... I don't think... People would be like, yeah, reskin, and they would probably not be a Trials player. I would think a, a majority of the fans of Trials would be thrilled if they brought back stuff from D1, because they, they, that stuff was so pretty. The, the, those armor sets... those Prior to Age of Triumph, I think the Trials armor was some of the best-looking armor in the game. Um, that Egyptian stuff was just sexy. Um, so had some subs come in, uh, Kamista with five months of subs. Thank you. Navaki with a brand new sub Tyler with a brand new sub guys. Thanks for the brand new subs. You get 45 emotes, an awesome little badge there and no ads. You'll never see an ad here as a sub. Thank you for those brand new subs. Big daddy, Patty content creation around trials in destiny one was obviously very popular. Do you think the Twitch landscape has changed to still support that style? Does Destiny two even support that style? You are going to be blown away at the viewership for Trials. It'll blow you away. It's going to be good. People love it. People love... Think about it. The engine of viewership on on Twitch is player versus player games. Overwatch, Hearthstone, CSGO, Fortnite. Look at the top. It's uh, Escape from Tarkov. Um, 
Praxic Thorn with a brand new sub. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the dope badge emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy ad free viewing. It'll it'll be it'll be up there. Yeah, guys like me, I won't lead the directory on those weekends. Pr- promise you. Friday was always like, oh man, you know, Lono strong viewership, strong positioning, and then trials would stop. Trials would start. I'd go down and they'd go up. Now, now I'm going to be smart and I'm going to do some things, either play with other people or do my own thing with some like, I got some ideas. You know, you'll want to watch me. You'll want to see what's going on because I'll be, I'll be kind of covering trials. Um, that'll be fun. That'll be something new that's never been done before with trials. And, uh, and we're going to do some cool stuff with it. RP008. With the state of PvP and Bungie bringing back trials, do you think they could bring back Faction Rally? Already had this question. Yes, I think factions really would uh, really need to come back. Um, Happy Ham Gaming. With the current state of weapons in the game, do you think Bungie needs to... What do you think they need to do to prevent specific weapon from dominating like the Recluse did? Uh, I got bad news for you. I got bad news for you. That hasn't stopped and probably won't stop like ever every game you play every pvp game is going to have dominant weapons it just will um so that i i don't i don't you're never going to get around this right you're never ever ever going to get around this that this is the this is the this is a constant Call of Duty launches, and then the number one search term for that Call of Duty on YouTube is Call of Duty Best Gun. So, like, just accept it. Every game has a meta. There, it's not possible for every game, every gun to be equally viable. If every gun was equally viable, that's neutered and lame. Like, it, it, guns all being equal in viability and lethality is almost impossible to do, and if it was possible, then that's boring. Everything, Every gun is basically the same, so then what's the point, in, you know... Yeah, it doesn't matter what you choose. No, yeah, yeah, they're all they're all the same. They're all equal. It there's no there's no fireworks there. Oh, this team's running lanes with snipers. You got to come up with a plan. You got to come up with a plan. Come up with a way to disrupt that, flank that. You know, this is why maps with with dynamic uh, flanking options and verticality are so important. Lane like flat linear lane heavy choke heavy maps are rough because you don't you're just like well they're just sitting there what are we gonna do you know there was the map with the three doors in D1 and a team could run inside and just freaking sit there and you were like what are we gonna do if you push down that center lane the door is gonna open and you are gonna get domed <laughs> just domed and so you know there there are maps that will probably be better and others worse and that's why they need to be really thoughtful about which maps they put into rotation Grimbless do you think a season focused on PvP we might have the same feelings we did during seasons of the Drifter there's literally no way they make this decision There, there's no way number one they can't monetize PvP content maybe they can with trials but they can't monetize anything else. So if it's a PvP-focused season, it would not go over well. If you monetize PvP content, you fracture the PvP community even more because you have the haves and the have-nots. It's like people owning the map pack and not owning the map pack. That's why that's why companies don't charge for maps anymore. It fragments the player base and it hurts matchmaking. So there's no way they're going to do that. Also, the, the PvP community is smaller than the PvE, they more than likely buy less content than the PvE community because of that trend. So no way they do that again. Drifter was uh, they I they I think Luke Smith even kind of passively. Um, I think they 
they, they kind of passively admitted that, that the Drifter didn't go well. I can't see them doing that again. Now, I could see them saying, hey, this season we got two big pushes going on. Brand new PvE activity, new season pass, and Trials of Osiris is coming back. Like I could see that being like a very, you know, two-lane push. You got any dumb jokes for me today? <laughs> I'm really glad that you're here. How are you, dude? <laughs> it's. I told chat today, I was like, it's going to be harder and harder to pull off. And they're like, well, do this, do that, and do this, and do that. Like, rate him and, and ask him, say it's a gladder. And I'm like, no, we have to wait. We got to wait. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be today, tomorrow, or a year from now. But you're going to have to wake up every day and ask yourself, is today Jimmy Shaker Day? That's from Ransom. <laughs> You're gonna have to ask yourself: Is today is today Lono Lono Dad Joke Day? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Blackhawk. Uh, now that Trials of Osiris is very likely, what do you think they could do with the nine weapons? I think they could either put them in the Refined Reckoning or reskin them with the Osiris theme. Um, reskinning with the Osiris theme, I don't know. Like I said, I think it all needs to be new stuff. Celebrate new trials, new gear, new armor. Um, I don't think that'd be the right call. They would be kind of lost. Like, they're, they're weapons of the Nine, and if it's not Trials of the Nine, as we've seen from the data mine, if it's Trials of Osiris, then those weapons and armor sets are kind of stuck. Um, I don't know. Throwing them in Reckoning would be fine, but there's some great weapons in Reckoning that then, because I don't even have a good spare rations yet, you know? So I don't know about that. I don't know what they would, I don't know what they could conceivably do with them. Uh, Xanath you've mentioned a few times that you believe a two week quest would safeguard uh, as a safeguard would be good to help restrict hackers do you think this would be risky with how often there have been bugs with quest progression possibly causing a lot of uproar I don't know about that I mean there's been a couple of issues with quests but it'd be real simple right it it would it would be you go to you go to Osiris and you 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 do about you you do a thing and then you come next week and you do a thing again you know I, I it obviously they would polish this out when it launched you know it wouldn't here's the thing you have to remember if they required you to do a series of things okay if you want to play Trials of Osiris you got to hit 950 you got to get your obelisks leveled up and then there's like a two week quest from 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 Saint 14 okay that's not gonna hurt anybody that's legitimate that's no problem 99% of the people interested in trials would have that done before trials launches and then cheaters would want to jump back in and be like oh frick this could take me a month this is going to take me a month hitting 950 is going to take a couple of weeks grinding the obelisks takes a couple of weeks because there's only so much fractaline you can get especially if the only source of fractaline becomes the bounties you're not even going to be able to get Fractaline from from the Sundial anymore because the Sundial's going away. Are the Obelisks staying? Oh, shoot. I trotted that idea out and the Obelisks are probably going away. You're right. You could just require a Fractaline donation then that requires multiple weeks of doing the weekly, so you couldn't get it done in a week. Two weeks of... Two weeks of grinding the weeklies from the... I think the Tower Obelisk is going to stay. That's how they're going to keep those weapons in the game, because the uh, the weapons from Vex Offensive are supposed to come back this season, and they haven't yet. I don't know what their plan is there. I thought Luke Smith said they would come back through the Gunsmith, but that, that's not been a thing. They don't have to worry about bringing back the Sundial weapons if they just leave the Tower Obelisk in the game. 
get your fractal line from the, for the weeklies, and then the frames are there. Um, so, fractal line goes away. It's possible I'm wrong on that. I may be misreading it. I think that the tower obelisk is going to stay, and that'll be the way to keep those guns in the game still. You can't remove those guns from the database. They're literally in people's inventories. So why not leave in a mechanism for grinding for them so that, the, you know, and the sundial goes away, but the obelisk and the tower doesn't need to. In any case, however they do it, if you set it up to where it's going to take the average player four weeks, maybe not the average player, like literally time gated, four weeks to jump back into trials, then. That's a huge determinant. What's the word? That's a huge barrier. Now, again, people doing recoveries aren't going to give a frick because they're going to be like, I got got accounts that I grind during the week. A deterrent. Thank you. I could not think of the frickin' word. Huge deterrent. You're... You're... It's a deterrent raid. We're getting raided by the word deterrent. You're... Your, your recovery guy doesn't care. He could spend, you know, Monday or Tuesday through Thursday just grinding and getting more accounts ready. But again, if it's painful and it's slow, and this guy's got to commit full-time hours, think about it. If he's got to commit full-time hours, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to get an accounts ready and on hold, that's not going to work. That's He's going to get freaking burned out. And he better be making good enough money to not have a job because his job is going to be destiny. Because his accounts are going to get banned, and he's going to have to have like accounts on hold, you know, that he's that he's been grinding up, and he's ready to pivot to. Then the only other concern would then be the recoveries. Somebody playing on your account, and then it's just one fishy trials card, and then it's over, and then they're unlikely to ban somebody for one fishy trials card. Usually, the people that got banned in trials for dosing did it all weekend. Bungie saw the pattern and slammed them. You know, I couldn't think of what to say. So now I know how Lono feels all the time as Lono struggles with English. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's fine, Glad. You probably had to look up the word deterrent. I know what it means. I just couldn't think of the word. You probably just had to go use Google to find out what the word means. Glad. Anyway, JRJ. If Trials returns, how would you want the winning system to work? Trials of the Nine didn't have boons, which caused more stress. I would just bring back the go flawless, have a mercy boon, you know? Yo, what's good, Rocky? Um, Trip the Millipede, thank you for eight months. Thank you very much. I loved your tweet, by the way, Rocky, about um, when you took your hat off or whatever. I loved it. It was good. It was beautifully written. (laughs) That was a good tweet. Um, Yeah, I would think at least bring back the Mercy Boon. I don't know if you need to bring back the free win, double win on the first win. Because the way they set it up, you had a Mercy, you had a free win, and then you had a double win. So you'd boot up, you'd win one game, and you'd have three out of your needed seven. Well, that you, that, so you gotta go five games flawless. I don't have a problem with that. I, do we need to turn this into a, a, a tour de force? Like, oh, does it need to be a pure seven, you know, seven flawless? I would think those boons would be fine. Just bring those back. Who gives, who cares? One mercy, free win, double win on the first win. Every time you start a card, if you win that first game, you're, you got three on the card. Um, it used to be nine games. Oh, is that where seven flawless came from? Three plus five equals eight. Well, you had to win five total games, Shady. The first game gets you to three, win four more. That's why I said five. I don't, man, I don't know. In any case, 
it, it was seven wins in both D1 with boons and D2 without boons. The only difference is that the point was no mercy. Oh, okay, that's what they did. That's right. I forgot about that. They removed the boons, but they lowered the total win requirement. It was seven in D1, but it was... You did that with boons. Sorry. <clears throat> Thanks, man. Glad you like it. It's a cool moment when you realize you've made enough progress that your brain's on your side, even when you're drunk. Yeah, dude. Props, man. I've I've uh, I've been open about it. I've been seeing a therapist for like two years. It makes a huge difference. You gotta stand. You gotta you gotta take up for yourself. You know. Bird up twelve. Do you think that they should use hardware bans to stop people from coming back? Hardware bans don't work on the repeat offenders because they use um, hardware spoofing software. So, that's right. Sorry, guys, I forgot. It's been a long time. It was nine games in D1 if you didn't have boons. And, like, the double win was basically why it felt like seven. Because you got the two right off the rip. And then that meant you had to win a total of seven games. Right? Because it was the... it was You basically started with three on the card. And so one got you three on the card. And then you had to win the next six which is where the seven came from. Sorry, it was, it's been a long time and I didn't play a lot of trials in D1. So I, uh, I did near the end, but who didn't run boons on their actual flawless runs? No one. People that ran out of the currency, <laughs> weren't there people that like, if you didn't play enough, you didn't have the currency, you could actually run out. If you had a bad, if you had a bad weekend, you kept losing. If you lose a lot of your first games and you don't have a lot of the currency, I think you would run out and some people would just buy the mercy. I think there were people that got to that point sometimes. Uh, Zvanik says, do you think the triumph of donating 5,000 Fractaline to the Empyrean Foundation has to be doing with accessing trials? Yeah, it's right on the screen. Provide a tremendous support toward the restoration effort and rekindle the lighthouse. Yeah, the Empyrean thing is definitely related to trials uh, and the lighthouse. Pacific Northwest. Will you be upset if Trials armor or weapons turn out better, visually and statistically, than recent raid armor weapons? You better believe I'll be upset. Now, aesthetically is subjective. Somebody might think the, the raid armor is ugly. They might think it's amazing. But is, if the weapons are statistically better and it's a great source of like good stat roll armor, I'll be ticked. The, 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 the Garden of Salvation is just not a good source for stats on armor. And the guns are fine. They're not amazing. Um, So... You'd be surprised how many people didn't use them or have enough tokens to buy them. There were a couple weekends where I had some bad cards because we were just running bounties. I'd have some bad cards and I'd run out of the currency because you'd win those, you'd lose those early games and you're very quickly having to go back and start over. Uh, Godric, do you think everyone will have to donate the five to unlock? That would also help a lot. Oh, not everyone. Oh, you mean you have to do that before getting in? That remains to be seen because if that's a requirement and next season the, t- the, the obelisks are all gone, including the tower, where are you going to get your Fractaline from? I've continued to say I think the tower obelisks is staying to keep the frames and the weeklies, but that we don't know if, the, if they're going to do that. The 5,000 Fractaline, for those of you who don't know, there's a, there was a data mine's triumph. You get a triumph for donating 5,000. So it's not even going to be a requirement, I don't think. Melodic Gamer. What are the chances that Trials is one of the seasonal events of next season? Could this be Bungie testing out system the challenge, cheating, lag switching? There is literally no way this will be a limited time event. There's no way. That would go over like a lead balloon. Hey guys, 
We're bringing back trials. Yay! For three months. What? There's no way. <laughs> there is no way. This will be like Iron Banner. They'll get the engine running and it'll always be, it'll be there every weekend. Um, so... Doesn't the screenshot prove that it will be a requirement? It says, complete the Empyrean Restorer Triumph. Is that the title of the 5,000 donation triumph? I thought there were multiples. Um, I thought there were multiple triumphs, and there was one that required... uh, There was one. Glad just tweeted uh, your stream in the background. Am I in the background? Oh, I am. (laughs) I am. His merch is on point. They're making him some hot merch. We're going to have some cool stuff uh, with Teespring. Um, DBH is taking care of him, though. They're doing some good stuff. Oh, I, I didn't see the, I didn't see it, Kai. Sorry. $5 from Kai. Love the stream. Keep up the good work. And the success of, uh, with the success of Solo Comp, do you think Trials have a solo playlist for matchmaking? Many people always struggle to find teams. I could see them doing a, um, a, 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 a freelance trials purely if they were like bounties like there were. The bounties were really good before Rise of Iron for trials, but I don't know. Bungie might be like, hey, that's really good. It'll keep a lot of people in the playlist. It'll make matchmaking go go fast. Um, we actually have a really cool merch store if you guys want to check it out. I don't push it enough. They're making me a banner so I can put it in the lower, the lower uh, panels. But we do have a really good merch store with Teespring, and we're going to be uh, launching some new stuff. We have an all-over print and a logo print. We've got some cool shirts. We're going to be launching some more stuff soon. Um, anyway. Uh, so to the question from the tip from Kai, the $5 tip. Thank you for the $5. I could see them being like, here's a, here's a, here's a freelance playlist, but the likelihood of folks going flawless in that playlist, I I don't know, dude. (laughs) That's a lot of games. And like, what about communication? What about getting near the end and you get paired with some moron or rage quitter or something? Um, I, I don't I don't know I, it, it a freelance playlist would almost have to be like limited you you can only get maybe it's a shorter card or maybe it's for bounties only or something maybe if you get four or five maybe if you get four wins in a row in the freelance playlist you get something but not a, not a flawless thing and the people in the main playlist would get that thing too but I don't know dude I feel like that would turn really toxic um I, I could see people literally going in there just to be a douche and just to sandbag a team and ruin it. Like, because you're trying to win. It, it's, I don't know. There, there's there's something about trials that brings some of that out. I'd be, con- I'd be concerned. Um, I'd be concerned about it. Uh, just use the merch command. There's There it is. Teespring.com slash store slash say no to rage. Um, Teespring.com slash stores slash say no to rage. Uh, next question uh, from Melodic what are the chances that Trials is one of the seasonal I already answered that yeah it won't be it won't be seasonal should Trials of Osiris award glory points Trials of the Nine didn't award glory this is not a big question right now because it's not even in the game yet so I don't have a strong opinion here I would think since your glory playlist would get largely vacated by these people to go play Trials rewarding glory would be fine I don't really see a problem with that Stew boot. How would you feel about weekly resets giving Ascendant Shard and a way to get high stat rolls through PvP play? Well, getting good stats through PvP is done in Iron Banner, so 
don't don't even start with me okay don't even start with me there is no good pve grind for high stats iron banner <laughs> is a great source for good stats um but the ascendant shard no that's an end game currency go grind end game if you want it um this is not like a hey come log in weekly for free stuff kind of a thing i don't i don't think that that is a thing and people in chat are saying keep it separate trial should have its own rank Oh, and to your question, trials should have trials should be a good source of good stat armor, but PVE needs some help. There's just no place to go grind for good stat armor in PVE. Oh, you can go run Leviathan. Oh, come on. Come on. I would like to see a reconnect feature this time around. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the times you get DC'd, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a DOS, so there wouldn't be a way to come back in. But little blips and like, oh, what the frick? Like, and then you can jump back in because there's so, you know how many games, you know how many rounds did you miss? You mean maybe one or two? Um, I would agree with that. A way to jump back in that that's not like for that's not abusable in some way. Uh, peasants love bread. Do you think putting a cap on the amount of levels you get from the artifact is a good idea? For example, if the cap's 950 base, artifacts get you to 960, pinnacle can cap and get you to 970. I feel like the artifact level negates pinnacle gear grind. I think pinnacle gear grind and, and gear level grinding is going away. And I celebrate that. I know some people don't. Um, I was on fire team chat recently and Destin seemed to think that the lack of leveling is a huge flaw uh, in the content. And I... I don't know if I agree with that. I think the leveling after Forsaken and during Drifter and Black Armory and all that, I think that leveling was awful. It was super painful. Um, So they need to do something though about the never ending artifact leveling because if you have level enabled environments like PvP and you got homies that are just hanging at 950 and homies that hit 990, uh, that could be a problem. <laughs> that could be a problem. That disparity isn't necessarily a determination of like how the game flow should go. You lived in a freaking lost sector all week. Like that? What? That's stupid. Um, you know, I'm 970 something. Huh? Like, I have an advantage over against some guy that's 950 because he doesn't play as much as me. That seems kind of weird. Glad says I want more focus on gear stats, perks, synergy builds, etc., and not just focus on number to grow. One hundred percent agree with that. Like leveling going up should just kind of happen, and the artifact brings that. The season pass brings that. That's just like a low level RPG thing. You're playing and you're leveling up, right? What you really should be focusing on is that. Is I'm chasing a certain stat on a certain, or I'm chasing a certain build, or I'm chasing a certain synergy between my mods and my weapons. Now that's kind of developing you can do that right now you can do synergistic builds and fun builds and really move your mods around but there's no place to really go and do that Bungie's got to figure that out create an environment where I need that I didn't feel like I needed to care about my loadout and my build until I ran 980 master um, nightmare hunts for the time trial and I was underleveled when I was in that environment, going for the time trial, and I was underleveled, we were trying different builds, different loadouts, tweaking different things, and we started to find a good rhythm, and that was really satisfying. But then as soon as you're at level or above the level, it's like, it's not it's not as thoughtful, it's not as challenging. So, maybe environments that, that ignore the artifacts, so you're, you, you always see swords, like Contest Modifier, and if they were to do that, there needs to be a pretty good loot incentive. I still think we need a raid NPC, you rank up all season, as you rank up the NPC, you get ornaments for the guns, ornaments for the armor, so you look dope, now you have a reason to grind it at a harder difficulty, 
there, there needs to be an entire end game system of this is aspirational there's a sense of progression and a sense of I look dope bring back the chatter white effect bring back the full raid suit from Vogue effect but you could do it through an NPC and nobody could be like well that's not fair I'm not good enough to run contest modifier raids on a regular basis it's all ornamental who gives a frick what are you talking about but the raiders would love it I would love that I would have loved going for entire sets of ornaments for the garden the garden armor I loved the garden armor and getting ornamental stuff for it by running a harder environment would have been cool harder environment raids just feel cool too because you're like oh this is different like it's a little bit I have to pay attention instead of like you're, 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 you're like blinking through it you're like this is nothing and then the guns too. They're making legendary ornaments for guns. They made a legendary ornament for the Dust Rock Blues. You could make ornaments for the raid guns for crying out loud. Raid guns are moving in a good direction, but they're still not where they should be. Garden guns, they limited the perk pool. Thank you. That's nice. Increasing the likelihood of me getting a good roll. So there's you know only a couple perks per lane as a potential. But the guns themselves were not that impressive. Bring back, as I said earlier, bring back the Genesis chain effect. A gun that's got a perk synergy you can't get anywhere else. Focus Firefly. That Genesis chain wasn't god tier. It wasn't better than all the other primaries in the game, but it was memorable and it was cool. And we need that back in aspirational content. And then you capstone it with like an NPC and aspirational content being tied to like ornamental stuff for the guns and ornamental stuff for the armor. They could do the adept weapon thing that they did in trials, like adept raid weapons that are basically curated and have some of them, maybe some of those unique versions. You wouldn't even call it adept, but just make the curated roles be the roles that drop in, in contest modifier or the harder version of the raid. So you're like, you don't need this, but this is arguably the best version of the gun. It has an extra perk or something. Um... It would be like adept, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't be this sudden injection of a bunch of new weapons. It'd be the same weapon, just with a, a particular um, role. So, and then if they build a system like that, you could do that with trials as well. You can go flawless, and you can get the adept version of the weapons that are curated and have really ridiculous roles, and maybe they look a little bit different. Uh, maybe it unlocks an ornament or whatever number of times flawless and then if you get the weapon the trials weapon from like a bounty or something it, it just just how they did it in d1 it's like there's the yellow version and the black version uh and then there was like an extra perk they could do that in raids they could do it in trials it, it, as i said in the talk if you zoom out from trials bungie needs to figure out a philosophy for aspirational content loot it's like what why am i running this raid the guns are cool but they're they're not they're not they don't feel aspirational when I got Guns in Wrath, it was like, you can't get these anywhere else. Chaos Dogma, Steel Medulla, Genesis Chain, X Machina. These guns cannot be gotten anywhere else, and they're dope. They're not best in class, but they were dope. And we need to recapture that philosophy again. We need to get rid of Revive Tokens, Revive Timer, and recapture this idea that this is aspirational content. You can put unique loot in here. It could come down to bandwidth. Bungie's like, we don't really have time to do that. That's a lot of experimentation. That's a lot of new perks. That's a lot of new testing for content that appeals to a minority. But I would say you've kind of mismatched the loot since D2 launched, and it's time for a change when you're going to make aspirational endgame content. Whether it's the dungeon, trials, or the raid, they have to figure that out. Because presently, it just doesn't seem to... It doesn't seem to incentivize the, the, the higher tier or more committed players that play at the upper echelons to dive into the content with regularity. 
It's Rondo. The Randy's butter knife was a good grind for the duration of the season. People complained that the 450 kills was too much, uh, but then the Komodo quest was only 125 and players were saying it's too easy, not worth it. Should Bungie stop listening to the community about season-long quest grind? Well, Bungie has to... I, I said this when we transitioned from D1 to D2. Bungie has to learn how to parse player feedback through the filter of player behavior so if this is a filter this is a wall here and people are saying this you have to filter that through player behavior so for an example here's lono complaining about the skeleton key grind this has got too many layers of rng g many christmas bungee and then you got to filter that through lono's player behavior he did it anyway (laughs) so then they just got rid of skeleton key grind they just got rid of it's gone it not a thing in d2 and you can be like well players complained about it so if players are like all the randy's mission was just too long okay but did they engage with it yes did they get the gun yes okay you have to parse you have to parse the feedback through the player behavior so now you have people getting the the Komodo in an afternoon and they're like well nothing to do there is no aspirational daily weekly seasonal grind in PvP it just isn't you know it's not there and in my state of the crucible video that's what I said is they need to incentivize people to play differently or to go into different playlists and that's just lacking it's super lacking in the game right now Cartman in PvP specifically Cartman the use of weapons on PS4 is very diverse and everything being viable in PvP Uh, okay but is it time to separate weapon balance on PC as console does not seem to have a meta um I I don't know I don't know if this is accurate if if, if PvP is like everything's viable uh there are differences between the, the console and PC there are differences but the the way that they balance and stuff, I don't think they're at a position where they can do things specific to PC and PvP. Um, I also don't know if console doesn't have a meta. I don't know if that's true or not. There's definitely going to be weapons that are still just very, very good. Now, there might be weapons that are different. Now, I remember people saying, you know, the Lunas and the Not Forgotten had more of a presence on console because of recoil and because of um, in-air accuracy and stuff like that. And then the uh, the Ace of Spades was more common on on PC than than Luna's and Not Forgotten. So there was some disparity and differences there in trends because of the way that the guns worked on the different platforms. Um, so, but that doesn't mean there's not a meta, right? Like I would say right now there really isn't a weapon meta in general. There's a lot of different things you can do that are considered the stronger builds. So there's probably trends on PC and trends on PS4. You're probably running into certain weapons and certain builds more often. Like, you're not running into somebody running around with a scout rifle and um, you're probably not running into tons of people running around with scout rifles and what's a terrible secondary? Like a bad, like a fusion rifle. Like scout rifle loaded question is probably not a common build you're going to run into in a crucible. Scouts aren't really in, a, in an amazing spot unless it's Randy's, you know, and loaded questions not really built for PvP. So there's certainly going to be trends within what people are using. So I, I would I would say that them doing patches specific to platform is 
is is da- is is probably dangerous and also tough. It's just really really hard. That means they need diff- two different teams. They need teams that understand understand those differences and contest and 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 debug and do quality assurance on the different platforms. Now, um, should they do that? I mean, sure. In an ideal world, it'd be really nice for them to do that. I don't think they can. I don't think they're going to. Is essentially what I'm saying. It would be nice if they could, because the guns do behave very differently across the across the platforms. Uh, you know, PC and 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 uh, and and, pla- and uh, console. Sorry, uh, Call of Duty does it good for them I just you know I don't think it's in the cards right now there's a lot of other things Bungie's got to put out they got to put out some fires man they got to put out the cheating fire they got to figure out the playlists they got to figure out um like why people stop playing in such large numbers um they got to figure out trials like they got a lot of things to figure out and I don't think that's one of them can we split the sandbox team down the middle and you know get them to balance console and PC separately look they struggle to balance PvP and PvE separately it's really tough for them to do that with the way the game is built classic hill do you see Bungie partnering with a larger company like Microsoft or Amazon in the future or do you think they, they will stay on their own I think that they're already in talks with Microsoft about stuff um, that just remains to be seen Phil Spencer uh, you just used some language in his tweet when he celebrated them going independent. That seemed to indicate they might end up, um, you know, doing some stuff together. Now, not in a not in a publisher developer realm, but I could see them partnering and maybe using the cloud services or the dedicated servers or something with Microsoft. Uh, I don't know. It it was it was seemed very calculated. Phil Spencer replied to their tweet almost immediately. It seemed very calculated. Um, so he was at the studio playing in a live stream too, wasn't he? They did something recently, yeah. Um, his tweet response just seemed. It's also worded in a very particular way. He says, "I can't wait to work with one of my favorite developers on one of my favorite franchises." It's like, wait a minute, work with them on the game that's very interesting word choice and guys like that don't send out tweets in a thoughtless manner it just i don't know seemed calculated we'll wait and we'll see what it means might not mean anything maybe at the time they were entertaining things and talking and it didn't really go anywhere i don't know it just seemed very calculated when he replied uh i'm not saying that name out loud with trials coming back we will then have another vendor area, presumably. Do you think that we need to get a bounty board or some central location in the director to collect stuff now? Yeah, it'd be nice to see, wouldn't it? It is. It, there's a lot of places you got to go for bounties right now. It's you got to go to the Vanguard, you got to go to the Gunsmith, you got to go to the Obelisk, then you got to go see Saint Fourteen. Yeah, it is. It, it might get a little absurd. Maybe a bounty board. I don't know. Maybe something from Orbit. It, it's not a huge deal, but for console players, it can be a little, probably a little bit rough. Uh, Rocky says, I legitimately think I stopped playing because of the way the game feels to play. Guns in D2 don't feel satisfying to shoot, and the bullets don't seem to hit players in the same way. The game doesn't have the same grit. I don't know if I agree with that. Everyone's different, though. I feel like the gunplay in this game feels phenomenal. I remember playing at the premiere and being like, this is great. Um, but... Um, it's definitely different. 
It's definitely different than it was in D1. It's hard to compare though, because D1 was 30 frames per second, the FOV was smaller, so when I go back to D1, I just, it feels like sludge to me. I can't even make a comparison. Um, I still think that nothing feels as good as Destiny. Only thing that comes close is is Titanfall 1, 2, Titanfall 1 and 2, and Apex Legends. Nothing comes as, nothing comes even close after those games. Nothing feels as good as Destiny. Um, well, I don't play PvP that much either, Rocky, so that might be why. Rebel Killer with four months, thank you. Always enjoy your discussions. I appreciate it. Um, Lone Road. Do we think that it's a good idea to build an entire season around the centerpiece that is only on the weekends? I don't think they're going to do that. So, also, if that's the case, if it, then it won't fail the majority of the player base. It's going to be able to justify the season. They're not going to do that. I highly highly doubt it's going to be season of the un of the unworthy oh, whoops <laughs> season of the worthy and the activity is trials i i have severe doubts uh i have severe doubts um so sad day everyone says my name is bad i mean homie i it is it is just not in a lane that i'm comfortable saying out loud i understand you don't have an ulterior motive but people take that particular word and they do iterations of that particular word and your your name kind of falls in that spectrum and I'm just not comfortable saying it um, for a variety of reasons <laughs> I you know I, I feel bad because you're just kind of like I thought it was funny and you don't have any malintent but still animus control I didn't play D1 what were the major differences between D1 trials and D2 trials and why did D2 trials fail who do you have time um <laughs> uh the, uh <laughs> well d1 was 3v3 elim uh d2 was 4v4 and it wasn't elim it was countdown and what the frick was the other one i guess it was was it 4v4 elim and then 4v4 countdown what was it it was two game modes wasn't it at launch it was very different. It was 3v3, 4v4. Um, oh, survival. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so <laughs> game mode difference. It was 3v3 Elim in D1 and then in D2, they did a rotating game mode week after week. It was 4v4 and it was either countdown or survival. Survival is like you have so many lives or whatever. It, <laughs> it was rough. And then it was double primary Static rolls. We were we moved slower. Our abilities were weaker. If it was a different game, <laughs> it was a different game. It wasn't Destiny. It was like, what is this? Uh, they basically, they basically said, let's try and create a competitive environment. They tried to. Do you, okay, so do you remember? <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna feel mean. And I don't mean to be mean. But you remember in the Iron Man movie when they want Iron Man to hand over the suit? They're like, Tony Stark needs to hand over the suit. And Tony uses his phone in that court hearing to show all the different companies and even Hammer Industries trying to copy the Iron Man suit. And it's embarrassingly bad and all of them are falling down and blowing up and stuff. And they're, they're trying to copy Tony Stark's homework, okay? Destiny 2's PvP kind of felt like that. It was like they tried to kind of copy the homework of the 4v4 sweat tournaments and it ended up being like a really, really bad not fully fledged delivery and it just kind of fell on its face. And so the it, it's 
that's kind of how it feels. Like they saw people doing 4v4 tourneys in D1 and they saw the success of the 4v4 tourney at Guardian Con. It was well received, it was exciting. And it just they, I don't know, it just didn't land properly. Um it just didn't land properly. They they had to change too much of the fundamentals. Like the sweat tournaments worked within the fundamentals of Destiny, and they and they trimmed off things that were kind of absurd. It was still fundamentally Destiny at its core. Bungie went into the fundamentals, disrupted them significantly, and they were like, "Yeah, but it's four v four and gun based." Well, yeah, but no, not like this. <laughs> not like this, Bungie. It just wasn't a. It was. It was not the right call. The maps were lane heavy and choke heavy, and because we were slower and time to kill was slower, and it was double primary gun based, it just turned into lane camping, choke point camping, team shot. It was just. Bleh. There was no pizzazz. There was no razzmatazz. There was no. You know, I won a 4v1 with a super, but there weren't. That was just because people were kind of like it was during the beta. Um, that's a that's a great clip. I was actually playing with Lupo in that clip. So, um, gun base when guns suck. Yeah, it was just it was a lot of um, they just turned too many knobs. They turned too many knobs. If you attempt to make a lot of changes at once, you can have things that kind of contradict each other. Well, we want a gun-based meta. Okay, but your guns are weak, we move slow, and I have to carry two primaries? Huh? So those things conflicted with each other. People got sick of shotguns dominating the Crucible. Shotguns are a power weapon. Do you remember that? It's a dark time. You may have erased it from your memory. Shotguns were a heavy weapon in vanilla. What? We initially thought, oh, that might be a good call. It's a one-hit kill weapon, and it's going to be relegated to power weapons, and they'll be able to control the ammo. Shotguns were a power weapon. It was wild. When we got, when we got, when we got to Forsaken, and I had a shotgun as my secondary. Oh, oh, I loved it. I was like, let's go into Leviathan, so I can shove this up a bather's nose. Oh, it felt so good. And snipers! <laughs> and fusion rivals! It was crazy! Fusion rivals and snipers and shotguns were freaking heavy weapons! It was crazy, dude! It was crazy! Somebody somewhere convinced me, like, guys, hear me out on this. Trust me on this. And they, they sold it to a man, and it didn't land well at all. We are, we are in such a better place. <laughs> We are in such a better place. Thank you, Grenader Jake, for 11 months of subs. Says, thank you, that's all. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Where's my badge? You need one more month for the red badge. One more for for, for 12 months. <laughs> Please don't remind me. Listen, sometimes we have to go back and remember from whence we came. Everybody gets so go, go, gets so down about Destiny. We've we've come through some dark times, man. We, we've we've come games come a long way. <laughs> D two vanilla was 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 rough. It was a rough time. <laughs> Flaw X C. It's been said that trials now would be well received because of how enjoyable the present meta is. Oh, how unenjoyable the present meta is. Do you believe that would still be the case? We've gotten a lot of meta questions today. I don't believe the meta is as problematic as people say it is. Um, 
it's not as narrow as the meta was at times in D2 where you kind of had you had to run meta in order to be successful. You don't really have to run meta now. I think there's just annoying and pesky low entry point weaponry and, and builds right now that people don't like. I do think some of those builds and weapons would get less traction in a 3v3 slower, more methodical gameplay. Uh, I still think there would be things that are annoying and builds that might need address. I think handheld supernova needs looked at and things like that. Uh, similarly to you know, firebolt grenades, but, and how they controlled map flow and stuff. But other than that, I, d- I don't think you can be like, oh my gosh, d- Trials can't come back. Meta's crazy. The meta was all over the place in D1, and Trials did just fine. Um, first Trials should be Lono with Rocky and Grenadier Jake. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, Holomania. With Trials coming back, do you think that they should make it part of the season pass instead of available to everyone due to the fact that the playground... Uh, free to play would bring in cheaters we've talked about this enough today we've talked about the barriers they could put in place grip how do you think trials is playing into the story this time I don't know if this was already discussed considering I just joined no you're fine Uh, it seems that saint 14 is indicating it'll be a beacon for new guardians for an era of new guardians and trials will likely be like a training ground for greatness to be worthy season of the worthy we're gonna have to prove how worthy we are in trials and maybe a pve activity with callus or a pve activity with osiris or the nine or something to prove that we're worthy more than likely that's how they're gonna tie it into the story we we have to we have to test our metal you know lawful dreams if trials is coming back next season and it's been confirmed, have there been any information about what the, when the new season starts? It's uh, early March. We don't have the exact date. We could probably get a check and probably figure it out. It's usually like the season ends like the first Tuesday in March and like the following Tuesday the next season starts. There's usually like a weird limbo week in between. Uh, Gun at Pirate. What could be done to Iron Banner to bring it back into balance? It's, re- it's real simple. Real simple. People in chat are saying March 10th. Thank you. March 10th is the, I guess we're going to be calling it Season of the Worthy. There's a real, real simple format for uh, Iron Banner that that would work really, really well. It's called Rise of Iron, Iron Banner, if you can remember. The way that they had Iron Banner running in Rise of Iron, that's what you need. Go back there. It was great. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and maybe get rid of skill-based matchmaking. Um, So... The Iron Banner after Rise of Iron was the most praised Iron Banner in the history of the game. Very generous loot drops, drops almost after every game. Great way to level. Um, it was it was a great system. Uh, bounty based, quest based, with minimal drops at the end of games just isn't working. And skill based matchmaking, like I'm tired of having the skill based matchmaking discussion. Give us ranked and unranked, or just delete skill based matchmaking from the game. Like, either do it right or don't do it at all. You know what I'm saying? Don't come into my house and install a sink and do a crap job. I'll, I'll deal with my current sink. Thank you very much. Like, don't do it halfway. Skill-based matchmaking is a half measure. It just doesn't it doesn't belong in the game in its current state. Do ranked and unranked. The truly well-thought-out, well-designed, ranked and unranked system if you're not going to do that then just get skill based matchmaking the frick out of the game or put it into a very very you know specific place where it's more nuanced than it presently is and team balancing what are we doing I mean oh you're a good player here's here's people with with with, with a blindfold on like you just you get totally stuck with 
it's just bad bad players you're punished for being good in the in some of the worst in some of the some of the worst examples of punishing good players i think i've ever seen it, it I'll, I'll give you an example for a mid lane player like myself people think that skill based matchmaking is really good and really necessary and we we can't we can't we can't not have it because there's so many good players out there i'm an above average player if I commit and I pay attention and I really give and I really give it my all, I can play above average, and it ruins it for me because I play, have a couple of good games, and then all of a sudden I am playing with Johnny No Thumbs against Johnny Sweatband, and it's infuriating, and I don't want to play. And when the skill based matching was turned off, I had an amazing time. Sixteen games. They were all over the place. We had good and bad players in the mix on both teams. It was awesome. It was just good connections. You know, I won 14 out of those 16 games, and I was I was mid lane and at the top every time. And guess what? The other team wasn't just a bunch of potatoes getting stomped. It was intermingled. Each team had, you know, good good efficiency players, middle efficiency players, and bottom efficiency players. There was just like an equilibrium that happened because it's generally how it goes. You just it's a good mix of players usually if it's just connection based I don't play Fortnite for this reason skill based matchmaking drove me away from Fortnite I kill bots for 5 minutes get 6 or 7 kills and then I get in a fight with a mini Tifu, and I'm like I don't want to do this this is stupid it's it, you're, you're measuring my skill according to things that aren't representative of it and if I play with my buddy who's really really good I get yanked into games in Fortnite where I am not even remotely able to hold my own it's not fun I'm a mid lane player and I don't play the, and I don't enjoy that experience. So it's not even about, Oh, the top 10% just want to stop. No, I'm a mid lane player and I hate skill based matchmaking because if I perform well, I'm D de- I am de incentivized from playing. Oh, you played well. Here you go. Woo. Throw you me into the deep pool. Thanks. I play video games to have fun. I'm not trying to win tournaments or become the next bugga bugga. I, I, I'm just playing for fun, and and you're turning it into uh, a, a sauna because I because I played well. Playing well motivates you to play less because you have a, a diminished experience. You either get stuck against players you have no business playing against, or and you in the process get stuck with players you have no business playing with. It's 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 a double whammy. It's like. Here you go. Here's players that are at your level, and here's players on your team that don't know what a gun is. And it's just like, dude, I don't want to do this. So I don't play Fortnite for that reason. They can keep feeding the bottom in Fortnite. Just keep feeding the bottom. They can kill bots and tell their friends they got seven kills and didn't win. And you just keep feeding the bottom, and they'll keep buying the skins, and then everybody else that plays mid lane or upper mid lane just starts walking away from the game. Um... A ranked and unranked system fixes that. If I feel like playing unranked just because I want to play randomly, I might run into a sweathead. I might not. It's not. I'm not going to consistently run into them, though. That's for sure. You know? I'm not going to consistently run into them because you're not matching me based off of my stats or my buddy's stats. If I want to get matched on my stats or my buddy's stats, I can go into ranked. I'm probably not going to do that. I'm not going to play with my boy Braden. Look, yeah, let's go into ranked. I'm not going to do that because he's way up here and he's just going to yank me up into an environment where I stand no chance that's the issue with Apex right now skill based matchmaking in every queue it's just it's acid on the fun of of most players and we 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 think it's necessary because we think that you have to be protected from the boogeyman 
there's two factors that I think people that lead people to come to a bad conclusion about skill-based matchmaking. Two factors. The first factor that's easier to adjust for is a stack beating a bunch of solos. And I don't mean a stack of like god tier players. I mean, if me and a bunch of other other average to above average players, if we link arm in arm and we're a six man and we're playing against solos, we're likely going to wipe the floor with you. We're going to be organized. We're going to cover our bases. We're going to cover our angles. And you're going to have a really hard time if you're just a bunch of solos. And I think a lot of times that happens and people are like, see, this is why we need skill-based matchmaking. No, you need good algorithms to prevent that from happening. And you also shouldn't empower me to see that. Oh, we just, we're a six stack and we just got matched against six players. Cancel matchmaking. Like you enable people to avoid others, other full teams that you shouldn't be able to avoid other teams that easily. I shouldn't know how many people I'm playing against until I'm in the game. And then I got to quit, which most people aren't going to want to do, but you can cancel matchmaking because you're like, I, I, I don't want to face another full team. And so you beat up on solos and the other thing that I think people people fall into and believe is anytime they're getting beaten, it's it's not fair. It I think there's a lot of average to above average players, and if you're below average, you're just running into a lot of players that are probably better, slightly better than you, or a, a, a lot better than you, and it just leads you to believe like, oh, you should be protected from these people. I got news for you. You're not running into gigs every other game. You're not running into the, the top level players like Crafty and, and Wish Dude Luck and Grenader Jake and Lucky and, and any of these guys. You're not running into them every game. You're not running into Frostbolt every game. You just aren't. There's not that many of them. You're more than likely running into people that are better than you, but they're like above average and you're below average and you're like, well, I need to be protected from them. Not really. What, nobody can play together? Like, if you want that environment where you don't play against people that are out of your esh- like out of your echelon, then that's where ranked would be your savior. You'd go into ranked and you'd only play against people in your in your hemisphere, right? I just don't see how companies are doing it if it's clearly improve if, if it's clearly improving the data. The reason that they do it is because it feeds the bottom and the bottom is big. Giggity. Fortnite does it to feed the funnel. They feed that funnel. That's why they put bots in the game. They put bots in Fortnite so that you can get... so. (laughs) Think about that. They literally put bots in Fortnite so bad players can get kills. Because that's what they... they, You're not going to play Fortnite if you boot up nine games in a row and don't get a single kill. You're going to stop playing, which means you're not... You're not having a good time and you're not buying season passes and you're not buying skins. Like... They're feeding the funnel. And the top players, I think this is what they typically bank on. They just bank on top players continuing to play because it's like, oh, they're hooked. They're, they're, they're hooked. It. This is what happens, right? A game gets really popular and the funnel is full. And then that funnel starts to whittle down. The hype dies down. There are people that generally don't have a good time and they don't want to play anymore. So it dies down. And then it continues to go down if people aren't having a good time. And typically you're not having a good time if you're losing. So it compounds itself. The players that are winning tend to stay in there more often. The players that are losing tend to leave or play play less frequently. So then when you come in, the odds of you having a good time starts to diminish over time because the player base is smaller and you're just your skill level isn't good enough to win a lot of the games. The odds aren't in your favor. If you're if you're a bottom 50% player, you have a high likelihood of facing people above you, you know, cuz it's a 50-50 right down the middle. 
And so the, Fortnite has a business interest to be like, we got to keep the funnel full. We have to keep, you know, little Billy on his mom's cell phone happy so he can use like high aim assist to like tap, 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 tap. Oh, I got to kill. Tap, 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 tap. Oh, I got to kill. Because then he's going to go buy skins. If you lose him, you lose just an army, a, a massive army of players that are a massive revenue stream. And I think most games, Destiny included, that's always the dilemma. The, if if you got a million players, there you know, and half of them are, are below average, and half of them are above average, right? You got, you got you know, five hundred thousand people that are not that good, and they continue to get not good the further you go down the player pool. How do you keep those people happy? You got to try try to throw them in environments where they can get some kills and not get stomped. And the problem is. If you're really bad, it's easy for a mediocre team to stomp you. And that's ultimately why this happens. You don't need to be a six stack of BSK to to stomp. You don't. It, I can stack with random people from chat and run over people if they're not if they're not doing skill-based matchmaking. We're just gonna run over folks. Because it's just, if you stack up and you know what you're doing and you're decent at the game, it's just just high likelihood of you running into bad players. Because there's a lot of them. And if they feel like they can't win or get kills, they're just going to stop playing. And that's bad for the game. (laughs) It shouldn't be a dilemma. A real ranked playlist where you match people at your rank means both good and bad players can hop in and go and match people with their skill and avoid a stop in either direction. Precisely. What I think it comes down to is it takes time and nuance and and bandwidth and development hours to develop a really good ranked and unranked system. Fortnite seems completely uninterested in it. I don't know what they're doing now. Maybe they finally added some stuff. And Bungie just for whatever reason just traditionally hasn't done it. Ginger 300. If there's if there is a PVE mode coming as well as trials next season, do you think this will be a smaller loot pool with limited bandwidth? No, because I think different teams work on it. So there'll be a PvP team working on trials and the bandwidth and the loot and everything, and then you'll have people working on PvE. They've also had more time to work on this season. This season they had less time to work on it. It was the first standalone season of this format. Loot. Uh, a lot of people say that trials shouldn't return to the current sandbox, uh, but past metas have shown that people care about it regardless of the sandbox. One-shot body snipers, two-tap thorns, scories camping. Do you think the stakes... Um, do you think the stakes, eventful nature of rewards of trials will be the net positive no matter, or do you think it could alienate people? Honestly, I think we've kind of gotten amalgamations of this question today. I, I do think that ultimately people will play. I think the meta now is probably more tolerable than a lot of the bad metas of D1. Metas, the meta needs, the meta has things that need adjusted. It's not perfect, but it's probably more tolerable than some of the ones you mentioned: Scories camping and te- you know two tap thorn and one ch- one body shot snipers. So it's probably more tolerable than that. Um, I also think a lot of the painful parts of the meta will settle down in a more stripped down gameplay environment. So, and trials by its very nature alienates people. It's intrinsically limited when it shows up during the week and there's no matchmaking. Nasty. What do you think the foundation will be? Just a place to dump Fractaline or will it slowly evolve to a Vex Gate in the tower? It'll probably be like that. We're building a beacon is is kind of how um is kind of how Saint 14 seemed to put it. 
Rocky says, if you're bad, then practice. I don't expect things to be easier for me when I have to put, uh, put in time to improve. It's significantly more frustrating than I have to put in time and can fairly expect myself to be good and still struggle because skill-based matchmaking makes every game sweaty or cheesy. Game mechanics mitigate the skill that I've acquired. Right. And ultimately, I think the challenge there, Rocky, is I can agree with you, but then I can also say it kind of doesn't matter because so many people don't think like that. They play a video game to, like, kick back and relax for leisure. They don't care about improving. They just play it that casual sort of, like, shrug shoulder, like, I don't care, I just want to shoot bad guys. I just want to shoot other players. And if they're, like, feeling like the, the, the curve, the learning curve is too steep or the game is too inaccessible to them, well, they'll just disengage and that's bad for business. So... That's why low entry floor skill level weapons exist like Lord of Wolves and shotguns and shoulder charge and 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 Jotun and things like these things exist because they want those people to get some kills during the game. And it's frustrating because you're like, I don't have a I don't have an audible against some of this stuff. It's so strong and so easy to use. There is no that's why skilled players get angry. Because they're like they have a playbook, right? If this happens, I do this. If this happens, I do this. I have audibles and responses and strategies and things. Your brain's firing like left and right. And when and when there are things, when there are things that sur- like basically override any there's nothing you can do. You just got you just got obliterated by like like the spam meta in Fortnite, okay? There were people that were so good at building and were and were so practice at building there's this spam meta that took over drum gun and everything else when it first showed up and that frustrated people who worked really hard at getting good at building because in the blink of an eye all their hard work was very easily overridden by somebody that can hold down a button I can just drum gun the frick out of your build um and then they're like, okay, spam meta. Well, we need turbo building. So then that you can mitigate that. So then turtling was on the rise. Just this swinging pendulum of reactionary game design, you know. And then the turtle meta took over. Turtle meta takes over, fights elongated in Fortnite. That led to a rise in third partying because you're engaged in a fight for much longer. That gives people time to show up and take advantage of you being engaged in a fight. So instead of fights being sort of a one and done quick build, rush, get them, kill them, like aggressive play style got less traction because turtling like flipped the flipped the balance on its head you're engaged in a fight for a lot longer and third parting rose in this 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 is i'm giving you a quick overflow of like over overview of like what happened in Fortnite, and this is why when you're always doing that you're going back and forth back and forth back and forth it's just just really really hard because they're always trying to compensate for that lower end spectrum that doesn't want to get good at the game they just want to play and shoot and, and just shoot baddies uh, shift into gear. Where do you think trials has gone wrong in the past, and how can they return to try to solve those complaints? I mean, they had a really good system in D one. They don't really need to reinvent the wheel here. I really don't think so. Yes, uh, pre fire. Yes, I pre fire <laughs> says with the state of PvP currently. Do you think trials is uh, the right player? Should that we've talked about talked about this ten times over today? The sandbox is never going to be perfect, and it's it's in good enough shape to bring it back. BB Bay, Osiris and the Nine are connected to the lore, and it's speculated that Osiris probably. Where's your question? Um, 
Should Trials of Osiris come back with weapons and armor from the Trials of the Night? We've already had this question. Or should they make it completely new gear? Do they have enough time to even do that? Okay, so yeah, that's the question. It needs to be all new gear. You're launching a brand new thing called Trials of Osiris, and I think it needs new armor and new guns, not Trials of the Nine stuff. I don't know what you do with the, the Nine stuff, but the aesthetic won't look right. If it's Trials of Osiris, then the Trials of the Nine stuff doesn't match. LL Brood. Alright, so in the vid doc, Moon and Beyond, they said Season 10 is where stuff gets really tense, Season 11 is where everything comes together. How do you think it will all build up Season 10 and come together in Season 11? How will your Taken Queen idea tie into all of this? Do you think Season 11 Summer is going to be the big DLC drop? No. It's going to get tense in Season of the Worthy because we're going to prove how worthy we are with trials and whatever the new activity is and that will lead to the summer which will be probably an age of triumph era of season you've proven yourself worthy now celebrate how strong you are and then that'll be like all the raids replenishing those loot pools maybe doing unique challenges or something it'll be like no other time in destiny they said it'll be this massive you know celebration of all these things we've now been proven worthy and then that will lead to a provoking of Savathun finally making her move. Oh, you think you're strong? You think you're great? Okay. I have the Dreadnought. And I've repowered it or something. Um, so. Something like that. Yuck. XO says, Do you think Trials will or should have a ritual weapon assuming players will need a flawless card and multiple flawless cards? I would say a loot pool and an armor pool would be good. Ritual weapon sure why not but I don't think that's necessarily like where they need to focus their attention Daryl Michael um says when it comes to trials how do you feel about the current state of the high end crucible transitioning into a trial scenario like the meta we've talked about this a lot today I'm not talking about the meta anymore Ashen Hollow just wondering your viewpoint would a crucible season be met with favor or less favor compared to season of the drifter we've already addressed this as well it's not going to be a pvp season I just don't see them doing that Uh, what can Bungie do to make it so crucible isn't the only thing worth playing for a season there will be a pve activity I can almost guarantee it that I cannot see them doing that that would be extru- that would be arguably more narrow than reckoning and and, and, and and gambit prime trials is more narrow than that I, I don't think that they're gonna do that bulldog I'm new to destiny can you tell me how the previous version trials works it was 3v3 elimination and you needed seven wins in a row with these things called boons to go flawless when you went flawless you got cool rewards flawless meaning you win seven games in a row without losing you could lose once if you had your mercy boon active that was something that you had to like buy and turn on with an internal currency to the game mode irish mike having never played trials in d1 or d2 is it a worthwhile activity for average players such as myself or is it really just for the best of the best this is a good question is there only loot for going flawless trials was probably at its best right before rise of iron with respect to like player engagement because you could get the loot from bounties but if you went flawless you got like cooler versions of the loot so there was a strong strong swell of players people like myself i would play on the weekends with just viewers and i would just work on the bounties once i was done with all the bounties i'd move to another character but i didn't care about going flawless it kept the funnel full of players it keeps the cards less sweaty um so connections are faster and better it's it's great i would say they need to recapture that idea the bounty system from pre rise of iron trials was the best was the best time for maximum engagement quicker matchmaking less sweaty cards when they launched rise of iron the bounties for trials no longer gave new loot so 
people were only running trials and the bounties to get loot to level up. Iron Banner landed in the game and was very fast way to level up. After the first Iron Banner, after Rise of Iron, Trials was nothing but a, a complaint fest about people were like, it's super sweaty and matchmaking is taking forever. Well, yeah, the casuals had and the average players had no reason to play anymore. You de-incentivized and devalued the bounties, and so they stopped. And everyone, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. The week after that first Iron Banner, it was, it's taking forever to get in the games. It's laggy, and man, these cards are sweaty. Well, yeah, you drove the rest of us off. There was no reason for me to play anymore. I was just getting old loot from the bounties. Uh, XOR XU. I don't know if any of you got this already. Do you think the season of the worthy is going to be PvP focused? Gotten this a lot. I don't think so. Uh, Shady Brady. Do you think that trials will have map rotation like trials of the nine? Do you think it'll be more like OG trials one map for the weekend? One map for the weekend that limits how many maps they need to use. They need to limit it to the maps that work best for trials. Um, Leopard. How do you feel if Bungie had an exotic locked behind flawless trials cards like they have exotics locked behind raid completions? I think that's different. I think Flawless Trials is actually harder and more difficult to pull off. Um, probably has less completions per weekend and per season than raids do. I don't know if you want to put an ex- <laughs> I don't know if you want to put an exotic back there. Yes, I prefire. Where did ornaments go for completing hard activities? I feel like D1 Trials ornaments uh, was a good incentive for going flawless. Yeah, I don't. That's not a question I can answer. It's not really even a question. Where did they go? I don't know. Um, they just haven't done that. Uh, Steph Jordan, how do you feel about the rewards for trials being purely ornamental based on how you can flex your trials victories around anything? Uh, this would avoid mediocre loot drops that no one wants. I don't think this is the right pivot. You're saying we need to avoid mediocre loot drops, but let's just do ornaments. I just don't think that that's a good enough motivation. I'm not going, I'm not going to try and go flawless every weekend for some ornaments. Plus once I get the ornaments, I'm kind of done. I'm done. You know? Uh, Lord Klesner. What happened to Destiny LFG? It seems Destiny 1 was much more enjoyable, uh, easy, and you got matched with experience and show groups. Now it's, you must have a million Garden of Salvation clears. Can't find a decent group to help me get Anarchy and Scourge. Well, Scourge is less relevant now, so that's part of the problem. You have less people running it, so you're running into a smaller sampling of people. You're also really misrepresenting LFG and Destiny 1. LFG and Destiny 1 had the same problems. Must have Galahorn, must have Emblem, must have X number of clears. Like This is not a new problem. You just gotta deal with it. Violent Serpent. I think Trials coming back is huge, but the amount of content in the season is very limited, so I have strong suspicion that it will not a question skipping. Uh, Nin... Nintemic. With Trials being confirmed, do you think D2 will now become an eSport? No. It's not built for it. We don't have dedicated servers. JD Gamer. Hey, Lone, I was wondering, do you think Bungie's going to go to the old D1 special ammo economy that would help the shotgun problem and the weapons like Lord of Wolves improve the meta? Uh, they're not going to mess with that economy. That economy's not as bad as everyone says it is. Reality Smasher. Do you think older armor will be made into ornaments? Don't know. Just enough. What perks and rewards will Trials need to keep it exciting? We've discussed this already. The weapons and things need to be at least unique. They don't have to be the absolute best, but good rolls on unique guns would be the ideal for all aspirational content. That's including raids. Uh, Dimitri Arcane. What do you think about the raid armor mod slot? Should it only have mods relevant to just that raid? Armor in general is all over the place. I'm not answering that question because it's too big of an answer and we're too deep in Q&A for a, a, a 
a question that's not relevant to today's topic. Uh, Shad Berserker. How can they pull in more casuals in the trials? De- bounties before Rise of Iron, I just said. I think that's the best way. Commander Tyke. Is it weird that trials are coming back in a season where Rasputin should be? Uh, maybe they have a connection. I don't see why you think it should be Rasputin. There's no impetus to make it Rasputin. Unless you're insisting that they follow the old pattern, they don't have to do that. Parks. While the leaks have some base, what if they're incorrect? Is there any possible outcome where uh, players uh, could leave players satisfied? Trials is coming back. Uh, the, the the data mine is true, and it literally says Trials of Osiris and more in Season of the Unworthy. It's not like we're misreading some quest line and deducing that it's Trials. Like It literally says that like verbatim. It says that what what's the exact wording? Has anyone used the command? A reputable data miner in Destiny has found the following text. With the restoration of the lighthouse complete, Trials of Osiris and more will return in Season of the Worthy. Like, there's not another way to read that. Maxis Prime. If Trials comes back next season, do you think there will be a raid as well or probably wait another season? If there's a raid, it'll be raid layer size. Um, we're either not getting a raid or it's going to be small. I told people, I said, we're not getting a raid every season, and if we do get a raid, it will not be in the winter, and it will not be in the summer. It'll be in the spring, and it'll be the size of a raid layer. I still stand by that prediction. Um, F in space. When can we complete the Emporian Restore? I don't know, dude. Probably when it's in the game next Tuesday. I have no idea. I would assume that you can't complete it until it's in the game. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> it's not in the game right now, dude. This is a- what you're seeing on the screen here is a glitch. This is this is a placeholder for something that's not in the game until next week. Basically, they put stuff like this in the game and then it kind of unlocks. It unlock. It'll unlock on Tuesday. So. Uh, last question, Athena's Nova, do you think that they'll change the heavy spawn for trials like D1? It'll probably be something that's talked about and tweaked over time. Uh, I have no idea what they would do initially. I don't work there, so I would say that it more than likely will be a question and something that's tweaked, because heavy ammo in Dis- Destiny 1 and 2 has always been a hot topic, and it's one, it's something that they, they tweaked numerous times both in this game and the previous. So... That's plenty of questions. I'm not shutting down the stream. We're going to keep on talking and hanging out. If you enjoyed this segment and you enjoyed the stream today, be sure to click follow and turn on notifications. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.